Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Snap back to Garoppolo. Pocket crumbling. He's hit. He's wrapped up. He flips it forward. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. Craven Howard (laughs) clinches the NFC Championship game. Ah, uh, no, that's the Rams broadcast. So, yeah, it's yeah. a great day for Rams fans. Yeah. Well, I'd say. Well, especially when you, I didn't realize this because I'm not a sports fan. This is the most most football I've watched in, well, 12 years, which is how old my oldest kid is. So, um, uh, not a coincidence. Uh, it is a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. That's right. It's not a coincidence. All right. So, I started, settled. so I started raising kids, and I didn't have time for sports, and I just gave yeah. up on sports. Um, uh, but I didn't know until yesterday that the Rams had, like, went all in on winning this year with all kinds of giving up draft picks for years to come to try to win now and going to really be behind eight ball if they didn't. Well, they're going to the Super Bowl, so it paid off. Yeah, I've got a couple of good friends who are big uh, Detroit Lions fans who aren't going to want to hear this, but uh, how glad is Matthew Stafford to be out of Detroit and playing for the mighty Rams? Of course, you beat a team that couldn't have sucked more at various times, so congratulations. The Niners look terrible. Um, We mentioned uh, Joe Rogan uh, putting out a statement last night, and he's going to try to be more careful in the future, whatever that means. Spotify lost $2 billion in stock value after Neil Young's uh, statement last week. $2 billion, which fits in with a couple of things as we wind up. You know, i got to jump in there. Jump in there. Bad reporting. Dishonest. Misinformation. All right. I only read the headline. Yeah, that it was widely reported and utterly dishonest. That was during the big stock rundown, which was all before the Neil Young announcement. Uh, And in the couple of days after the Neil Young announcement, it actually ticked up a little bit. Well, I got more on the the stocks in general, but you know what? I left out the word as. That was something Sean always pointed out all the time. People use the word as all the time because you can't connect the dots on any of this stuff. So you always say, blah, 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 stock went down 50% as something happened. And then in your mind, as a listener, you kind of jump to the conclusion that they were related. But the reason they say as is because it might not have anything to do with it. Oil plummets as Russia threatens Ukraine. Exactly. Well, that might have something to do with oil going down. But then you read later in a more detailed report that Saudi Arabia announced something about drilling techniques. And you realize that's the reason the oil went down. It had nothing to do with the other. But in terms of the month for stocks, particularly tech stocks, which is your point, I guess. The S&P 500 is on course for its worst month since March of 2020, which is something because that was a big month, while the tech-heavy NASDAQ is set for its worst month since October 2008. Oof. So tech stocks have the worst month in a very long time. And, of course, you know, Spotify's a tech stock, so one of the many that have gone down. Yeah, yeah, but they, uh, they meaning the uh, legacy media, uh, they just delighted in reporting that because it fit a narrative, so they didn't even You're check right. on it. You're absolutely right. For As instance, is a key word. One of our beloved listeners sent us a link to a research paper on highly pathogenic H5N1 influenza viruses, The Way Forward, written by one Anthony S. Fauci in October of 2012. And this is 100% a long, dry uh, a research paper. I represent science. Oh, good. But, 
but the uh, the abstract of it, the opening, is uh, the voluntary moratorium on gain-of-function research related to the transmissibility of highly pathogenic H5N1 influenza virus should continue pending the resolution of critical policy questions concerning the rationale for performing, performing such experiments and how best to report the results. The potential benefits and risks of these experiments experiments must be discussed and understood by multiple stakeholders, including the general public, and all decisions regarding such research must be made in a transparent manner. So whether this proves anything or not is an interesting question. But the fact that it exists and was easily found by one of our listeners in the American Society for Microbiology, Anthony Fauci, arguing in favor of -of gain-of-function research. You don't think that's interesting enough for the WAPO to write a story about, for the New York Times to, for 60 Minutes to say, it's interesting that uh, not too many years ago he was strongly in favor of the very sort of thing that they're denying happened in Wuhan. You don't think that's at least interesting? You know, ho-hum. Biased media, lazy, uh, tribal, woke, but still, it's shocking. New quarantine guidance for kids just came across the radar. I see here the CDC is shortening the amount of time that asymptomatic kids need to quarantine. Well, I know of at least a couple local schools that started that fairly recently. Yeah, so kids have asymptomatic kids. So you tested positive. You didn't even know you had the dang thing, and they're making you stay home from school. You child. And the CDC is now saying, eh, not for as long as we used to say. All right. I'm just so over it all. I'm over yeah. it all. I'm over it all. Amen to that. God bless you if you want to keep wearing a mask for the rest of your life. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all if you wear a mask. Go ahead. Just don't make me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. So uh, a U.N. Security Council meeting today? Uh, us, Russia, Ukraine, well, not Ukraine, they're not on the Security Council, but the, the heavyweights are all going to get together and argue and debate and the rest of it, and, and it's going to be, like, aired or streamed or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. i got to figure out how to take that in. Are they going to have call-ins? I, uh, Joe Getty here, a uh, long-time U.N. fan, first-time caller. Russia, I think you're being a bully. Uh, I'll take your answer off the air. How about we hear from um, Oksana Markarova? Oh, I love her work. Who is gymnast? the ambassador from Ukraine oh, to the United so, States? Sorry. She was on Face the Nation yesterday, and I thought this was a pretty good, uh, what she closed with. 39 there, Michael. The reason he attacked us is because we have chosen to be a democracy, and we have the Euro-Atlantic and European aspirations. So it's an attack on democracy, and I believe nobody is safe if Ukraine will be attacked. We do not want to be part of the Soviet Union or the Russian Empire or the Russian Federation. We want to be sovereign, we are sovereign, and we are fighting for our independence. And if Ukraine will be further attacked by Russia, of course they will not stop in, in Ukraine, after Ukraine. So that's why it's in the interest of Europe and all democratic uh, world mm-hmm to help us to defend ourselves, but also to show that the international rule of law still works. So do you buy that? Uh, in what sense? Do I think she's right? If the world lets a sovereign democracy get taken over by a dictatorship, is that bad news for the whole world and uh, nobody is safe? That is well, what she said. 
Uh, that might be overstating it, but as I was listening to her, I was thinking the it's an old, old story. It's the old we learn nothing from history thing in that uh, country number one on the list of a expansion bent desperate turns to the countries around it and says, look, we've all got to hang together. We're first, but you're going to be next. Help us. You're going to be next. To which the other countries usually reply, eh, I think he'll probably just take you. I think we'll be fine. And they often turn out to be dead wrong and dead. Oh, I think there's a limit to Putin's expansionist aims. Only 29% of Americans are in favor of us sending troops to Europe at all. Let alone fighting and dying in Ukraine, which has never been on the table. But right. I mean, just sending troops there at all. Only 29% of Americans are for that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Of course, oh, we, weren't, we weren't even for for helping Great Britain when London was about to cease to exist. So, yeah, let them settle that over there. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough uh, balancing act. I have. Are you, are you going to ensure uh, peace, prosperity, and trade uh, throughout the globe, or are you going to get sucked into every conflict that pops up? You know, you, yeah. somewhere in the middle. I have the most shocking poll statistic I have heard in quite some time for next segment around the Supreme Court nomination. Shocking. Hmm. But first, this. That I came across last night. I'm glad I take notes or I'd have forgotten this. But so I'm, uh, what was I searching on Amazon? I had searched, oh, so I was interested in a, I came across some Orwell and I popped in my head, you know, I've never read a biography of George Orwell. I wonder what's the best biography of George Orwell. And I just started down that rabbit hole. And I know this guy, George Packer, who's a famous writer. He had written some stuff about Orwell. And so I searched on Orwell Packer. <laughs> For whatever reason, the way Amazon works, I got some Orwell stuff, I got some other stuff, and then I got a three-piece, three in case I wear two of them out, I guess, a three-piece enlarged penis pouch sponge removable bulge enhancing packer. It's these foam things that, because I searched Orwell packer, the name packer, but they did yeah. these foam things that you pack into your swim trunks or your pants or whatever you're wearing <laughs> that make you look like you have bigger junk. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Did you know this was a product? Uh, I did not. I mean, like, uh, I, 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 it's not, I'm not surprised that it exists. I saw Spinal Tap. But um, the fact that it's like something that would show up at the top of your search on Amazon. <laughs> they must sell a fair number of them. It's only ten dollars and eighty cents, or so roughly three dollars a piece. Wow, three that's piece men's very and large, fair. very pe- reasonable. <laughs> three piece and men's and large penis pu- pouch sponge, and penis then this pouch sponge. Yeah, it's just a soft. It it actually looks like the foam cup that women put in their bras to make it look like they got more upstairs. It's the same sure. thing, only you're putting it downstairs. Although there is. The you know, padded brief, if you will. Although it is, it's been around for a long time of women wanting to accentuate the size of their 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 breasts. That's not new. The whole wanting to have a bigger package that seems like I've not known many people that do that. I know mm. lots of women who've done the other, lots, most, but I've never known any guy. Of course, how would I know? But I'd never well, even heard of it before. Well, it's a niche product, no doubt. But the the punchline is. 
Now Amazon's going to start sending you nothing but you know penis enhancement projects. Facebook's gotten the word, and they told Google. Right. So, man, every time you open up a screen, it's going to be some sort of pump or salve or padding or whatever. Oh, yeah, or the spam calls. Today I'll pick up the phone. I don't know this number. I'll answer it. Sorry about your small penis, they'll say. <laughs> what? 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 I was Googling Orwell. It had nothing to do with this. Has anybody used this or know anybody that does? Oh, yeah, I did, and I tell you what, the gals are lined up outside my door. Well, that's your job. Well, that's, the, the, that's what makes it most ridiculous. Would that make any difference in your life? If you had more bigger, visibly genitalia, would that have any impact on your life whatsoever, negative or, pos- or uh, positive? I just can't imagine that it would. Who's staring at your crotch? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I've gone as far as I'm going to go. You have fun. The price is right, though. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. it's inexpensive. That, well, so a set that, of three, too, because you don't want to have like a big Friday night planned and you realize you're out. Yes, Michael. My birthday's in April, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, I like Beautiful. the fact that they're inexpensive because I believe in equity and I'd hate for only the rich to be able to have larger looking genitalia. <laughs> oh and this can God. spread it around to all people of all incomes. What work, the hell? I work with AOC. The, <laughs> the most stunning statistic around the Supreme Court justice on the way. say one thing that that I won't do and I doubt any Republican will do is engage in the kind of grotesque smear campaigns against the character of fine men like Clarence Thomas or as we saw what happened with Brett Kavanaugh two years ago we'll give a thorough vetting into any nominees legal philosophies as well as their career and their character and their temperament but we're not going to do what Democrats do which is simply make up smears uh, against a nominee uh, and I, I hope that that never happens again Way too much talk in Washington, D.C., as far as I'm concerned about the Supreme Court justice nomination thing. They just get so excited about that sort of thing for some reason. But um, Tom Cotton, senator there, saying we're not going to smear the nominee the way the Democrats did with Kavanaugh. Glad to hear that. High road. Love it. Um, On the angle, though, of Biden announcing as a candidate that he would nominate a black woman to the post. um, And... By extension, not even consider a white woman, a Hispanic woman, an Asian man, nobody but a black woman. So ABC had a poll out yesterday. 75% of Americans think he should consider other people other than just a black woman. 75%. That's a pretty amazing. I would say. I would say. But, but that, that's just... I, I think... I. It's amazing on one hand. On the other hand, it's not. That That's the obvious way most people look at everything. You know, it's yeah, funny. Let's, I was, let's get the best person. I was going to say, if there's one thing you take away from our little gatherings uh, every day, if you make it every day, it's that if you perceive on an issue like this that, well, wait a minute, narrowing it to one sex, one race, don't we just want to you know, find the best person possible? Maybe we'll make sure we look in one direction, but... Uh, but then you get cowed into thinking, no, I guess that isn't the popular view or the smart view or the enlightened view because of what you hear from the media. No, you were right in the first place. 
Absolutely right. In fact, yeah, it's 76% say he should consider all potential nominees. Among Democrats, 54% supported considering all nominees regardless of race and gender. A, ma- a majority of Democrats. Now, did you... If you didn't follow any news over the weekend, good for freaking you. But if you followed any of your cable news shows or roundtables or anything like that, which are all you know populated by lefties, did you take that from those conversations? No, you did not. You did not take from the mainstream media that a majority of Democrats say he ought to look at everybody. Narrowing it down to just a black woman is not the way to do it. A majority of Democrats don't believe that. But you, you, I didn't hear a single human being, even the Republicans on the talk shows, didn't have the guts to say that. You know, it's funny. I was just going to say, I didn't watch a lot of news over the weekend. I was watching football and, and having fun. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, I did not run across anybody even bringing up that point of no. view. So even the Republicans didn't have the guts to say that when a majority of Democrats agree with them. That's something, isn't it? I don't and, know. And it's not hard to craft a, a mealy-mouthed enough statement that you're not going to get, uh, you know, run down by the racist police. Just say right. there are a lot of brilliant African American women in the law and on the bench, and I think it's certainly possible that the best person uh, could be a black woman. But to eliminate every other race and every other sex, well, there are only one other really sex. Uh, is is <laughs> Why would we do that? Why would we limit ourselves that way? I don't understand. That's a perfectly reasonable point of view, but they don't even bother with that. Eliminating the other six percent, unbelievable. Eliminating the other fifty-four genders that uh, Facebook acknowledges. I'm a bi, non-binary, pansexual, bisexual, pan-gender, non-committal. Uh, I have one more point on that. I'll have to get to next segment. Also, Tom Brady, a lot of money on the line for him to not retire. If you heard that whole story over the weekend, a bunch of other stuff coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last week's NFL games were some of the most exciting football ever, and the playoffs continue tomorrow with the AFC and NFC championships. Here to comment is Hall of Fame quarterback and two-time Super Bowl champion Peyton Manning. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Colin. I'm so happy here. Peyton, you probably have a better perspective on this than almost anyone in history. How great were those games? Yeah, I heard they were incredible. <laughs> you, you heard they were incredible? Yeah, sounds like all the teams did a great job, lots of passing, and uh, all the touchdowns were in the end zone. So, so you didn't watch any of the games? Well, I planned to, but I had an hour to kill before the first game. So just for fun, I put on the first episode of Emily in Paris Season 2. <laughs> And I watched the entire season straight through. Oh my God, Colin, this show has everything. Romance, adventure, sensuality, culture, a fresh take on feminism, finally. Not to mention a culinary tapestry so rich, I can only describe it as food porn. (laughs) The greatest quarterback slash comedian in NFL history. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
His delivery on all that was as good as anybody they have on Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh yeah. my God, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Amusing. Oh, oh, that was funny. That is funny. Oh, uh, I also liked this, too. Um, the Bengals won for Howard Hessman, Dr. Johnny Fever of WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> as a tribute to his death over the weekend. He's living on the air in Cincinnati. They won one for Dr. Johnny Fever. They won for Dr. Johnny Fever. That's a beautiful story. Uh, it is, isn't it? Uh, a couple of things for you. Um, did you see the video of the armed California jewelry store owner who had to fend off a smash and grab? I did. He happened to have a gun. So that's a good thing. The county he lived in, they allowed him to have a concealed weapon. A lot of counties, they don't. Um, denying you your Second Amendment right. But uh, they allowed him to have a gun, and he did have one, and some people broke in, smashed the glass, we're going to take stuff, and he pulled out his gun saying, hey, no, you're not. Boy, unfortunately for him, one of the other guys had a gun, too, and pulled it out. Luckily, the guy ran off, because that could have turned into an ugly situation. But Yeah, nobody pulled the trigger, thank God. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it would have been better for him to not have a gun as a law-abiding citizen and just let those people steal his stuff? Or that he does have a gun so he can protect himself. Come on well, now. I think a lot of our progressive friends would say, well, if if he didn't have a gun, there was no chance anybody would get shot. And it's better to have your jewelry stolen every single day than for anybody to die. On the other hand, what they ignore is the crumbling of civilization that results if people can't be secure in their stuff. And their, you know, their, their, their cottage, as they used to say in, in uh, Magna Carta days. There's no law and order. Your utopia is gone. We were talking about the number of states that have dropped their mask mandates. Oregon has gone the other direction and doubled down. We got uh, some texts from our uh, Oregon listeners. They just made the mask mandate permanent, and everywhere we go, masks are being worn in Oregon. So, wow, there you go. You know, part of me thinks, well, laboratories of democracy. For sure, get out and vote, or vote with your feet, or whatever. I get that. On the other hand, you have the flaming hypocrisy of the leaders of Cal Unicornia, Gavin Newsom, and other potentates and stars at SoFi Stadium watching the Rams-Niners game. And there is not only was there a mask uh, requirement for the stadium, but in the county. And everybody ignored it, including the governor. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody cared. Speaking of crumbling civilization, this oh, is... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gavin Newsom, Magic Johnson, and Rob Lowe. <laughs> now, talking about Rob Lowe... The great Rob Lowe, who evidently has bipartisan governor access for some reason. <laughs> I think this fits in with the crumbling of civilization, not because the people weren't wearing the masks, but because the government is still making rules that nobody has any interest in following because they're stupid and nobody tries to enforce them, that's not good. That's right. not good. The very guy passing them, passing those laws, or, or I'm sorry, passing laws, <laughs> issuing executive orders in a time of emergency, ignores them himself. What is that? What is that all about? I what don't. the hell is going on? You know, I'd say... <laughs> I, I, uh, I, he wants to know. It's like a GD third, third world country, Gavin. You said it yourself. 
you know, there are certain, uh, you know, what is that about? The answer would be, well, they're making sure their subjects know that they are subjects and that they've got to follow the rules, but the powerful don't, which would be more persuasive if most people were following the rules, but most people aren't because they know how stupid they are. Uh, Tesla is the most viable car company in the world by far. I mean, it's like the next eight added together craziness. But anyway, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, who's the world's richest man, announced that the company's priorities for the year um, are not going to be uh, the Cybertruck. So the Cybertruck was supposed to come out last year, end of last year, or beginning of this year. Anyway, it's not going to come out till 24 at least now. Um, hmm. They're putting it off. They're just going to focus on the vehicles that they already make for a variety of reasons with supply chain and this and that. But he said their priority for the year is a humanoid robot. Uh, what? I, I didn't get any more details than that, so I don't know what the thing's going to do. Can I ride it to work? Can I ride it? <laughs> do I saddle it and it runs to work for me? That, Elon, you're a Tesla. I looked to you for vehicles. That's what you picture the, uh, the benefit of robots is? You ride them? Well, that's my point. They're a car company. Make cars. <laughs> humanoid robot what are you talking about elon stop it um i had one more thing on the supreme court uh appointee so 75 percent of america wants joe biden to consider anyone not just a black woman which is the majority of democrats say the same thing which is amazing yeah But I was reading a column by, I think it was Ruth Marcus in the Washington Post yesterday, and uh, she was talking about the value of having a black woman's lived experience on the court. And I thought, okay, I can, I can, you know, I can, I can, I'm willing to believe that a black woman has had a different life experience than me. But the example she gave was uh, someone who can speak to the idea of being stopped and frisk. Okay. Maybe. And the other example was somebody who's had experience of having to work the levers of the welfare system. I thought, well, that's an almost racist thing to say, for one thing. That is an (laughs) odd statement. That is a weird thing to use as an example of why we need to have a black woman on the court. First of all, you don't know who the nominee is, and there's a decent chance that the nominee who ended up going to Harvard or Yale lived a pretty upscale life their whole lives. I mean, that is often the case with these people. Yep. The the, the reason you are, are a brilliant lawyer is you, you, went to, you lived in a nice neighborhood, went to a nice, often private school, then went to a good high school, then went to a good college, blah, 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 blah. And you you're the, probably the child of very successful people, too. Yeah. Regularly, that is the case. In fact, that's mm-hmm. mostly the case. And, and then just the idea that as a black woman you'd have knowledge of the welfare system but couldn't possibly be if it was a white man or what there are more poor white people than there are poor anybody else just flat out numbers that that thought that was so those are your best Meanwhile, our hispanic friends are saying over here so those are your best two arguments why you got to have a black woman on the court your best two arguments are stop and frisk and working the welfare system that's the only two things she threw out boy what a load of garbage did anybody call her on their load of garbage well, it was a column in the post, so I don't know. Oh. I didn't read the comments. Well, so. I will then, damn it. <laughs> but I thought, that's pretty weak. That's weak sauce, if that's your best argument. Well, hello, you got more than three-quarters of people, including a majority of Democrats, saying 
He should rec- he should consider everybody for the job. Y- you said it's uh, that number's amazing. It's amazing that it's amazing. If you know what I mean. It's 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 obvious. It's everybody thinks that. Of course they do. It's amazing in the context of the media elite and the political elite in this country who are who are Im- assuming implying ordering us to think that, well, of course, because he promised James Clyburn a black woman, then, of course, it's natural and good that he should appoint a black woman. Meanwhile, three-quarters of Americans are saying, that's crazy. Including most Democrats. Yeah. That's stunning. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I read a great piece. I think it was Jonah Goldberg. You know, obviously, I, part of the reason I think it's great is I agree with it. I've been preaching this for years and years. But he's talking about how just by default... That which is local is going to be better because everybody understands the problems much better and is much more responsive, much more accessible, the rest of it. The idea that a guy 3,000 miles away or 800 miles away in the capital with a nation of 330 million people to look over uh, and and to, to manage or whatever, the idea that that person, that bureaucrat, that department even, would be the best alternative for something happening in your city, your county, your state. I mean, that's an idiotic notion. Nobody, nobody, no sane human being would think that. And yet, that's the default. And we look to these people who just readily accept a view that's held by a tiny percentage of Americans and it's really intellectually indefensible. But because the media agrees with them, we just, yep, diddy up, I guess that's the what's got to happen. It's just frustrating. Breaking news, Justin Trudeau has COVID. Justin Trudeau has COVID. The Prime Minister oh. of Canada has COVID. <laughs> Adjust accordingly. Will the polar bears or the Inuits or somebody take advantage of the chaos in, in Mount Taku? We'll keep an eye on Canada. How long is it news that anybody gets COVID? You know, I've got a friend who's Canadian. Just saw him yesterday on the golf course. I've got to, I got to text him and see if he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. LGDP, LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ2+. Plus. Oh, my God. Almost the clip of the year last year, right? Second place. It's, it's still dang funny. Oh, please. It's beautiful. A little Justin Trudeau. So uh, Tom Brady was retired for about 15 minutes over the weekend. He's a uh, football player, correct? Correct. I don't know if that matters to anybody or not. And other stuff that we can talk about. Are you saying he's not retired? He's unretired? Is he back? They announced, never? They announced that he was retiring, and then like 15 minutes later, everybody announced that he's not... That that the uh, the jump the gun. Sorry about that. Oh, I will adjust accordingly. Uh, yeah, but he's got a lot of money at stake, uh, so that might lure you. In. I don't know. I don't know. Do you need more money if Giselle's your wife? Probably not. Um, uh, and the text line is that you can join us on any conversation at four one five two nine five KFTC. Strong and Getty Show. McDonald's has introduced a new sandwich that combines beef, fish, and chicken that they're calling the land, air, and sea. Wait, is air the chicken? Does McDonald's think chickens fly? 
Well, they fly more than I do. <laughs> it's still kind of a funny thing to call a chicken the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, briefly, everybody's phones dinged or with alerts or whatever that Tom Brady is uh, going to retire. Okay, well, not shocking to anybody, I guess. But then, like 15 minutes later, it came out Tom Brady is not retiring. And so it was, a, and uh, what I assumed was, it turns out. Well, I don't, I don't know if this is the thing, but uh, there are some contract incentives that if he retires after February 4th, he gets the money, but before he doesn't, and he may have violated that. And Tampa <laughs> might try to hold him. But what what I assumed it was was. Tom Brady's not the kind of guy that was going to announce on Saturday afternoon and have all the NFL story be about him and take away from the other games. I don't think he's a guy that would do that. He wouldn't announce it the day before the championship game so, the, you know, all the pregame and halftime is about him. Yeah, it's, that would be like wearing white to a wedding as yeah, a woman. Yeah, you don't not do cool. So, so I, I, think, I think he probably has friends, wife's friends, you know how they gab. You know, he's decided <laughs> to retire, and uh, and somebody close to him leaked it. Right, yeah. It could be. Could be. That whole contract thing, if he retires after February 4th, you got to, you know, not only fire your agent, but punch him in the stomach if he failed to alert you to that. Well, Cost his agent, you millions of dollars. His agent responded by saying that's news to me when they got a hold of him after oh. Tom Brady, the announcement that he retired. So who knows what's going on? But there's like yeah. $15 million on the line of the before or after January or February 4th. Good golly. It's a lot of money. That's an odd clause. Hmm. Oh, speaking of football, one more note. I, I, I saw the wrong article. I saw the wrong pictures. I apologize. At the big uh, Rams 49ers game, Los Angeles where there is like a triple mask mandate, state, county, and stadium. Not only was the lunkhead governor of Cal Unicornia spotted maskless, but so was the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. Now, he's not a lunkhead, but he's just he's a, 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 a government academic dweeb who has no grasp of reality. And London Breed of San Francisco, also triple violating the mask mandate. Nobody is paying attention to these mandates except the weird, I call them cultists, who fashion their life around adherence to every mandate and are wearing masks outside in parks. That's really interesting. Your overlords aren't wearing masks. You know why? Because there's no point. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Just crazy. I'm, there's Eric Garcetti. Number one, he's smiling. Look at me. I'm an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm wow. sorry. What I, God, of, looking at the picture. Speak with me, sir. What kind of commentary is that? Um, a man who idolizes H.L. Mencken goes with... <laughs> And A.H.? Wow. Oh, speaking of A.H.'s, I've got to pay tribute. Got to pay tribute to the, uh, the where's that story? The governor of West Virginia, uh, Governor Justice, who, uh, there he is. He, uh, when told that Bette Midler was criticizing his, uh, his uh, you know, politics and the rest of it, he held up his bulldog, turned it backwards, said Bette Midler should kiss her hiney. What? Kiss my dog's A. Oh, my golly. Not very nice. I bring this up partly because that's funnier than hell. And secondly, and we got we ought to have that. Uh, we got to get that audio, somebody. Come on. Where, 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 how do we not have that audio? Um, but. What's interesting to, the, uh, to me about this, and it reminds me of back before J.D. Vance got super political, his fabulous book, Hillbilly Elegy, 
he pointed out in, in one of the most eloquent ways I've, I've ever seen how how the the Republicans were losing the working class because of their empty promises that globalism would lift all ships and the rest of it. Meanwhile, the factory closes up. Everybody's unemployed and, and, and you know, on drug. Um, but from the Democrats, all working class America got white and black was condescension. And a great example of that, the great Bette Midler, who she's an entertainer, so of course she's way left, said that uh, Governor Justice is just like his state, poor, illiterate, and strung out. Hmm. Now, explain to me, would you please, how that's going to win over any West Virginian, no kidding. to your point of view. You're poor, illiterate, and strung out. Yeah, Crazy. no kidding. Stupid. More breaking news. Justin Trudeau says he feels fine. Back to you, Joe. The Prime Minister of Canada has announced he has COVID, and he feels fine. Is now the time we invade and take back what is so rightly ours, the Canadians sitting on our tundra. So I know a quarter of people get no symptoms whatsoever. Then like a third of people get mild symptoms, so now you're way over half get mild to nothing. Mm-hmm. How is it still a thing to even announce that you've got it? I know, because conceivably he could spread it to the lovely Mrs. Trudeau. I don't know. Mm. Tell her. Don't tell me. I don't care. I think I'm in that group. I had no symptoms or extremely mild symptoms. I had to have gotten it. Sure, I of mean, course you did. Judy had it, and, and we did not put her in a bedroom, and I slipped a tray of food under her, her door once a day. We we're carrying on as we always do. And this new variant is one and a half times more spreadable than Omicron, which is hard to even imagine. So if you're just anywhere near anybody who's got that, you're going to get it. And just yeah. are, so get over it. Unless I am, as has been suspected, superhuman. Mm. And I may be. That's handy. Uh, Bill Maher said some things Friday night that I think you're going to like. Plus, big program implemented to eliminate pedestrian deaths has caused an increase every single year since it was started. Oh, boy. But we will stick with it. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.